everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing came into being without him. What came into existence was life, and the life was light to live by. The lifelight blazed out of the darkness. The darkness couldn't put it out. Jesus spoke again to the people and said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Well, thank you so much. Great to see you. Why don't you join with me? Let's give another welcome to all those who are joining online from around the nation and around the world to our Christmas celebration. So glad you could join us. Well, I don't know about you, but I love Christmas. Anyone else love Christmas? I love the Christmas songs, the Christmas carols. I love Christmas food. I love Christmas films. And I, of course, I love Christmas football. And I especially love Christmas with family and friends. But I also really love Christmas lights. There's something about seeing lights come on in the run-up to Christmas that makes me feel just, well, really Christmassy. Um, every year at our house, we have a, let's say, a discussion about lights. Um, Karen, my wife, likes less lights and a bit more subtle. I like more lights, not quite the brighter the better, but, uh, you know, I love lots and lots of Christmas lights. But even for me, um, this is just a little bit over the top. I don't know if you agree with me. I mean, you can't even see the house for the light. So I've got a suggestion for you. If you want to make a real impact in your neighborhood and you want to save on electricity this year, why don't you do this? I mean, I love that. How, you know, would you agree? Understated excellence, ditto. I mean, that, that does it all, doesn't it? Um, but anyway, whether, you know, a little lights or a lot of lights, there's something about lights that I love, not just because they make me feel Christmassy, because actually, as we've been celebrating all the way through this service, this theme of light has a very close connection to Christmas. It points to the true meaning of Christmas. Um, right back in the early 16th century um, in Germany, the Christians there were the first to initiate this practice, which was they brought trees into their houses you ever thought that's slightly strange? And they would adorn them with candles. There was no electricity back then. Why did they do that? Because they were really celebrating what for them was the true meaning of Christmas, that Jesus, the light of the world, had come to shine in the darkness of this world. And really they're basing that on the teaching of the Bible. If you look at the Bible, going right back to the Old Testament, before Jesus, we see a guy called Isaiah who was a prophet. And 900 years before the birth of Jesus, before the first Christmas, he pens these amazing words. At the end of uh, chapter 8, he looked forward to a time that would be characterized by distress and darkness and fearful gloom. I don't know whether that kind of reminds you maybe still of the world we're living in right now. Maybe you're feeling some of those things right now, this Christmas. But then he continues. If you go into chapter 9, um, uh, he says this, Nevertheless, 
There will be no more gloom. What a great promise. No more gloom for those who were in distress. Why? And then in words that we, um, we shared at the beginning of the service, because the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. In other words, the light shines and the darkness has to disappear. So the question is, what is the great light that Isaiah is talking about that shines in the darkness? Well, he continues a few verses later. He says, for to us, a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. This is remarkable. 900 years before it happened, Isaiah is looking forward to the birth of Jesus Christ. He is the great light that comes to shine in the darkness. And if you look forward into the New Testament, to the, the actual Christmas story, to the writers, people like uh, Matthew and Luke and John, if you just te- check out in the New Testament, you'll see that they pick up on this theme of light. John introduces uh, Jesus with themes of light and creation. And then in Matthew's gospel, if you know anything about the nativity, you'll remember about the magi or the wise men as they're sometimes called and how they see a great light. It's actually a star in the sky that guided them all the way to Bethlehem. Um, Or in Luke's gospel, we see the shepherds literally are overcome by the, the heavens lit up with the glory of God as an angel announces the good news that Jesus Christ has been born. There's an association between light and the coming of Jesus. And in fact, if we read on to later in Jesus' life, he, pens, he declares these incredible words. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I don't know about you, but that seems a stunning promise. It says that we'll never need to walk in darkness if we follow him, the light of the world. So what I want to do briefly is share some of, if you like, the benefits of following Jesus the light. If you imagine best Christmas gifts that you could ever receive, I just want to give a few examples of what it means to follow Jesus the light. The first is that Jesus' light, his light, brings to us new confidence and peace. Now, if you look at the headlines Uh, that surround us every day. How many agree that confidence and peace are not the two words you would use? I mean, we live, don't we, in a pretty chaotic, I I would even say a pretty dark world. It feels like, you know, sort of three years ago, we were celebrating Christmas and, you know, many people were looking forward with a great optimism to the 2020s, (laughs) to a new decade. And then, of course, the last three years, it feels like as as a world and as even a nation, we've entered into a kind of a dark time, a time that's caused many people to fear like never before, a sense of chaos, a sense of confusion, a sense of worry, a sense of, are things ever gonna get better? And then you just add to that the normal challenges of life. Um, You know, right now, you may be feeling like a, a pretty dark time. Maybe you're facing like, um, the bereavement, you feel like you've entered into a tunnel or uh, f- financial challenges or health problems or relational difficulties and you think, I feel a bit trapped. 
Maybe you feel a bit oppressed and you think, you know, is there ever going to be light at the end of the tunnel? When will this end? Well, we don't know exactly when things will change. What we, we do know is that because Jesus is, is the light of the world, we don't just have to wait for things to change outwardly. When we have him in our lives, it's like he, the light, comes into the tunnel with us and lights up our lives. In other words, we can have an inner sense of confidence and peace even when things seem to be dark um, externally. Uh, that John puts it like this in terms of the coming of Jesus. The light, that's Jesus, shines in the darkness. I love this. And the darkness can never extinguish it. When you have the light of Jesus in your life, even dark times can be filled with light. Recently, uh, some of you know, um, I lost my mum. And you know, anybody who's had any kind of bereavement, though, that can be a really challenging time. But I can honestly say, in the midst of natural grief, which was very real, uh, there was the sense of the, the near, dear presence of Jesus giving hope and peace in the midst of that time. Now, for me, um, maths wasn't my favorite subject to school. Anyone else like maths? Uh, but I did learn a few things at Mass. I, le mass. I learned um, a few um, symbols that, that stick with me today. I learned, for example, what the greater than sign looks like. So let me give you a quick Mass test. Would you agree with me that six is always greater than five? Not a trick question. How many agree that 300 is always greater than 200? And so you'd also agree with me, I'm sure, that Man City are always greater than Man United. No? I'll get some flack afterwards for that. Well, at least they have been for the last 10 years. I'm praying long may it continue. But here's the wonderful truth. This is always true. In any season and any circumstance in life, the light of Jesus is greater than the darkness of fear Worry, loneliness, insecurity, despair, depression, hopelessness, because the light is always greater than the darkness. <laughs> Wonderful truth. And he has come into this world. He came into this world. He grew up. He had um, three years of extraordinary ministry where filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, Wherever he met people who were experiencing darkness, fear, oppression, sickness, worry, he would literally free them from darkness. And then what we know as on Good Friday, Jesus died on a cross. Literally, he took all our darkness, if you like, in order that we might be forgiven and set free from darkness. And then we celebrate it on Easter Sunday. Um, Jesus Christ, the light of the world, triumphed over darkness. He rose from the dead, and that means he is alive still today. And he is here by his Holy Spirit, and he wants to bring life and light into our dark world. And sometimes he does that as we pray. Sometimes as you pray, and I've experienced this many, many times in my life, literally you see a miracle where Jesus comes in and the situation completely changes. There's other times when it's like he comes into the tunnel with you and helps you and helps you navigate your way through. The point is that Jesus Christ comes to bring new confidence and new peace. That's why we sing some of these amazing carols. I love the words of this carol that we've just sung. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. 
Hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. I don't know what this Christmas season looks like or seems like for you. I don't know what 2020 um, looks like to you, whether it's filled with a sense of hope or a sense of real trepidation. Well, I've got good news for us. When we receive Jesus Christ into our lives, he gives us an inner confidence and peace. That's the first thing. Secondly, in addition to that, he also, his light brings new direction and purpose to our lives. We were recently in the US, uh, we, went, we were in, staying in Charleston, and at the time, we basically felt almost the full force of Hurricane Ian. I don't know why they call these <laughs> hurricanes these names. Anyway, Hurricane Ian, Ian it was a pretty um, awesome sight. We were in our hotel room, we could see literally wind howling around, waves were just, were just huge. And um, thankfully, we were safe, the hotel was safe, but what happened was the power went down in the hotel for 27 hours. And so that meant, obviously, at nighttime, we were completely in the dark. So I was grateful for two things. I was grateful first that um, the hotel had a backup generator, so the main corridors in the hotel, we could see our way around without sort of bumping into things. The second thing I was grateful for was that they lent me a torch, so in our hotel room, we could find our way around rather than stumble in the dark. Now, it's one thing to be lost. It's one thing not to see physically in the dark. It's another spiritually not to really know where you're going and why you're, why you're heading there. And that was my experience for, for much of my life, particularly my, during my childhood and my teens. I didn't really know really why I was here on planet Earth. It's said, been said that the two most important days in life are the day you were born and the day you discover the reason why. And so as I grew up, I didn't really know why I was born or the reason why. And so I would, I think, get into quite a lot of escapism. I would uh, have some fantasies of one day playing for Man City. I, I, I went through a phase of thinking at one time I might um, quite like to become prime minister. Well, I'm glad to say that neither of those fantasies came to pass. But as I look back, I can honestly say that part of the problem was I just didn't really have a sense of inner purpose. It was like I knew outwardly what was going on, but inwardly I had no real sense of purpose or direction. Hence, huge sense of relief when somebody invited me to a church when I was up at um, Oxford as a student. I went into that church believing intellectually that Jesus existed. I came out of that church knowing that he was alive and was real and was, it were, knocking on the door of my life. It was like for the first time I could see the light. I suddenly knew that, that, that Jesus uh, wanted to come into my life. Fast forward seven months, I finally surrendered and opened up the door of my life and invited him to come in. And at that moment, I experienced a peace and a confidence that I never knew was possible. I experienced a love and joy that continues to this day. 
But I also had, for the first time in my life, a sense of, I know that I've been born on purpose and for purpose. There was a sense of uh, a core conviction that my life meant something. I didn't know exactly what I was gonna be doing, but somehow I knew that I was called for purpose. And the good news is, this sense of purpose is available for all of us. We don't have to stumble around in the dark. We don't have to just hope to make life up as we go along. Uh, There's a wonderful promise in Psalm 119, verse 105 says, uh, talking about the Bible, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. My experience was, the experience of billions of people throughout history, is when you become a Christian, it's like suddenly, you don't see all the details, but there's a sense you know that God is guiding the course of your life. I I love the um, testimony of the Black Panther star, Letitia Wright. She said this, I needed to take a break from acting because I really idolized it. So I came off from it and I went on a journey to discover my relationship with God and I became a Christian. It really just gave me so much love and light within myself. Notice there she didn't change her career but she found a new inner purpose. Jesus came in giving her a sense of inner light and love. Similar experience, Justin Bieber, singer and songwriter, um, became a Christian and then he wrote a song entitled Purpose that includes these amazing lines. He says, and you've given me the best gift that I've ever known. You give me purpose every day. You give me purpose in every way. Now, I don't know what you're looking forward to uh, this Christmas uh, in terms of present, but I, I, I honestly say I don't think it can be a better gift. Purpose every day purpose in every way. And this is not just for celebrities, this is for all of us. Just in this one um, local church here at Kingsgate, we've seen over the years thousands of people who've discovered new confidence and new peace, new direction and purpose as they've received Jesus into their lives. And so I just wanna give you one such story of a young woman who recently came to Christ called Tara. Please watch this. Hi, my name is Tara. Um, In my teens, I was quite wayward um, and I was a very anxious person, just worried a lot, had a lot of self-doubt. At university, um, one of my friends passed away and that was a real low in my life. At work, I was struggling a little bit with different things and uh, one of my friends said, we'll pray. Then she suggested to come to Kingsgate and we came and I just felt like I was just so happy to be here. A really lovely service and I felt like God was talking to me throughout the whole service and just got goosebumps and like electric was running through my veins. At the end I decided to walk to someone for prayer and her name was Joy and that was just amazing. I just felt like I was walking to Joy. Jesus has changed my life. Since then, I just feel so much happier in myself. I feel a lot less anxious, a lot less worrisome and have a lot less self-doubt. I just know that he has amazing things for me in store. I feel rooted like a tree, like nothing can break me now. Like I, I feel like I've got a purpose and I need to just follow God and he will provide for me 
what it is we need. And yeah, just feel like I won't be moved by little things that might get in the way. So what a great story of somebody whose life has been transformed as they've received Jesus, the light of the world. But notice that Tara's transformation didn't just come because she came to a service and she experienced something. A bit like me all those years ago, she actually consciously made a choice to pray and invite Jesus into her life. One of my all-time favorite paintings is by a guy called Holman Hunt. And the painting is entitled, Light of the World. And it's a painting based on the scripture I read earlier from John 8, verse 12. And it's, I think it's an amazing picture. It's a picture of the risen Jesus standing with a lantern uh, at night, knocking on the door. And the door is kind of um, is overgrown, like it hasn't been open. And it's a beautiful picture of how Jesus comes to every single one of us and he knocks on the door of our lives. He doesn't force his way in, but he comes, as it were, with an invitation. Here I am, I want to bring my light into your life. Will you open the door and let me come in and dispel the darkness? And so I wanna give an opportunity for many of us here to respond right now. And it may be that you're somebody and you've never received Jesus. In fact, this may be your first time to church and all of this is brand new. But nevertheless, you sense something and, and you're aware that God is calling you. He wants to, um, you to open up your life to him. Or it may be that you're here and at some time um, you have made some uh, decision to follow Jesus. Uh, you did pray a prayer. You, you were conscious that he came into your life. But circumstances or situations... Uh, you, you've just backed off a little bit. Maybe you've kind of closed the door to Jesus partially or fully. And rather than walking in light, it feels like darkness is having a real sort of hold over you. Well, I want to encourage you. What better time than Christmas time to open up your life again and invite Jesus, the light of the world, to come in, not just as it were into the hallway, but invite him into every room and every area of your life. And then thirdly, I just want to encourage those of us who are followers of Jesus. Like me, you're walking with Jesus. You just want more of the light of Jesus in your life. You want to make a stand and say, as I head into 2023, I want more of your light and I want to shine your light more. So what I'd like to do is I'd like you, if you have a phone, mobile phone, and you can join with us at home, I'd like you to just take it out. And if you are really tech savvy and you know where the torch is, then I'd like you to, to find the torch. If you don't have a phone, don't worry about it. Um, there'll be a way for you to respond to. Um, but if you'd just like to take out your phone, in just a moment, um, we're gonna turn the lights off in the auditorium. And I wanna give an opportunity for you just to do something practically before we pray to express the fact that you want to receive Jesus Christ the light of the world into your life. For some of you, it'll be the first time. Others of you, it's like your life has got a bit dark again and you need to reopen your life fully to Jesus. Others of us, we're gonna lift up our phones in just a moment and turn our torches because we're gonna say, Jesus, thank you that you're already in my life.
but I want to shine for you more than ever. Please fill me with more of your light. So on the count of three, I just want to invite you, if you want to respond in this way, um, just to turn on your torch. And as we're in the darkness and the lights come on, it's symbolic that Jesus, the light of the world, wants to shine in the darkness. So on the count of three, three, two, one. This beautiful picture of lights shining in the darkness. And have you responded that way? And particularly if you want to invite Jesus into your life for the first time or as a recommitment, then I'd like to invite you to pray this prayer that's gonna be on the screen along with me. And I'd like to invite all those who are already Christians to join in as well. And we're all gonna pray this at the same time, okay? So this is a prayer to Jesus, inviting him to come in to every part of our lives. Let, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, light of the world, thank you that you are knocking on the door of my life. I open the door and invite you in. Please forgive me for all the wrong I have ever done. Fill me with your light and free me from all darkness Help me to follow you and to shine your light to those around me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer either for the first time as a recommitment, I want to be the first to celebrate. And why don't we just thank God for all those who are responding in this way. You know, it's just the best decision you could ever make. And um, what we'd like to do is we'd like to help you take next steps on your journey. See, we weren't designed to walk this way on our own. We need others to help us. And so we'd love to know that you've made that decision, but also we'd love to kind of get some resources to you. Um, got a New Testament if, if you need a, a Bible to read. We've also got a, a little guide as to how to read the Bible. There's a magazine in here, uh, including an article uh, about Letitia Wright. And then because it's Christmas, we've also got some chocolate too. So we'd love to get these uh, resources to you. Um, if you're uh, able to respond now digitally, then you'll see a little QR code on the screen. You can follow the link at home as well. And also there's a number to text in. Please let us know you've made this decision and follow the link. And then we will see, uh, do our best to get these resources to you. While people are responding, we are gonna sing another carol. It's the nation's favorite carol. It still is my favorite carol, Oh Holy Night. And we're gonna sing a, a verse that you may not have heard before. And it's the second verse that's got loads of great lines about light and Jesus being the light. So the band are gonna come and lead us, invite you to join along as people are responding. So let's sing Oh Holy Night.